What's up, guys? Undercover Weebs is back with another One Piece review, and today we are going to be reviewing the Long Ring Longland arc and the Water 7 arc. We decided to just do these two because I feel like adding Any's Lobby would have been way too much content, and so we're just doing these two. And today we have a special guest. He's a new he's new to the podcast, our buddy Shane. Hey, what's going on? Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this because these uh, Water Seven is probably one of my favorite arcs in One Piece in general. I would so, I would agree. It's yeah, up there, man. Water it's Seven's up, one of the most I popular ones. It's fucking great, man. Oh, it's great. Well, should we should we get dive into the long ring, long yeah. land arc, the often forgotten about arc? Yes, this <laughs> is a completely like useless arc except for the last maybe two chapters. But is it we can't skip over it, it, so we can't skip over it, yeah. but what if uh what if uh, a certain Oda sensei brings it back later? Would it be less useless? I don't know, man. I don't if know. A, I feel if like we get a Davy back fight coming up yeah, here. I would know. love a I would love a new Davy back fight. Honestly, this... so interesting. So my personal working theory here is that um since Shanks and Luffy are good buddies, when they end up meeting up in the real world, they're gonna have a Davy back fight in order to see if Luffy's ready to get the last Ponoglyph. So that's my theory right now. That seems, like, plausible to me, but I feel like having this is this arc is, nine or yeah, 19 chapters, having that long of an arc just to introduce something that he could have introduced way later on, oh, I nuts, feel like bro. would be kind of irrelevant. Dude, but I no, because like if oh, he introduced God. a Davy back fight fight again, everyone would be like, "What the hell? Like, no way, that no way true. did he remember that?" Like, I don't know. All right. There's there's uh, been too many things in the early on parts of One Piece that I didn't think were coming back, and then they that did. I that I'm not gonna say that the Davy back fight will never come back. That is right. true. You never know what's gonna come back. I'm still holding my breath for Gaimon in the in the chess guy. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, <laughs> fucking Gaimon, that broccoli-headed motherfucker i swear we'll get him back sooner or later all right let's get into into the meat and potatoes of this of this arc so they're coming from they just should have gotten down from skypea and they're traveling and they've come across the island called long ring long land (laughs) what a name on that bad boy what a name okay i really like the island bro I think the island is hilarious. So like the layout of it, I think is actually very clever. Like, <laughs> yeah, everything's long and they end up walking and they meet a dachshund. And even like in the panel, they don't say it's a dachshund. They say it's a dachshund. <laughs> yeah. like yeah. Everything <laughs> on this island is just long. Just, That's just cloud. Everything is just a long boy out here. The trees, everything. Yeah, so they venture onto the island and find... First, they find a house with no one in it. And there's two walking giant sticks of bamboo. And then they punch down the bamboo and a a tonjit falls down who's been living on top of these bamboo sticks for the last 10 years. How the hell... What a man. How did he get up there, man? How the hell did he get up there? How does he go to the bathroom? Yeah, like he just... (laughs) Did they explain how how he got up there, actually? uh i don't think uh, they did I, but I believe they said he's been living for the last 10 years off of fruit from the yep, from the trees and then yeah. his horse is patiently waiting for him 
even all of his villagers that he was with, which for some reason are nomads for absolutely no reason. They just <laughs> travel along the island or from island to island because it's like a ring of 10 islands. Yeah, so when the tide is high, which is it every 10 years? Every three years. Every three years, okay. All right. Every three years, they're able to travel between island because the tide lowers enough to where there's like a little land bridge that lets them go to the next island. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, they're just... I mean, what else are you going to do on that island, bro? You got to make it fun That's somehow. true. So the Straw Hats kind of decide that they're going to give Tanja a ride, but... <coughs> Some is it when Tanja's riding his horse, his long horse, Shelly, it, it gets shot by Foxy. Yeah, he, like traps yeah. them in with his weird boat that has like claws. Yeah, dude, Foxy's such a little bitch. I actually like Foxy to be honest. <laughs> I hate but... his devil fruit. Why? Why? So is... dumb. It is not dumb, bro. It <laughs> uses them slow, slow photons. What the fuck you talking about? It's kind of OP. It is kind of OP. That's why I don't like it. It it is OP, especially the way he used it, too. Yeah. Well, I feel like in... Especially because he decided to do a Davy back fight. Yeah. That his ability really significantly helped him and his team. But, oh, oh, I suppose we should explain kind of what the Davy back fight is. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Davy back fight. Just... This was so out of nowhere, man. I yeah. was just like, what? So Foxy kind of tricks Luffy into the Davy back fight after shooting uh, Shelly the horse, the long horse. And so what a Davy back fight consists of is each, like, the people are on, the people on, what the hell is it called? People on, like, a pirate team. What is it? Just a the crew. crew. A crew, a crew? Is the right word. <laughs> a crew? Oh, I am having a minor stroke. <laughs> The people on the crew can only play in one fight, I believe. Yeah, they're chosen. Yep. The captains choose before each, before everything starts. And then there's like different games that I'm pretty sure the challenger gets to decide. And if you lose an event, then the opposing team gets to either take one of your members or take your flag, your Jolly Roger, which. I didn't like the fact that you could take the Jolly Roger, to be honest. Dude, that's yeah, just, I was not a fan of that as well. That's just fucking disrespect. I wanted the Straw Hats to get stuck with some randos. Like, what's wrong with that? Yeah. <laughs> I, I also thought this would be where Oda would introduce a new character. Just Yeah, because, it did seem not? like that would be the place for him to throw in another character. But then that did not happen. Did not yeah. happen. But See, I- yeah, go ahead. I didn't think he was going to throw one in here. I wasn't really thinking about that my first uh, watch through, because I guess I watched this on the anime, and it is wildly different compared to the manga. Yeah, I've heard That's that. That's what I've been hearing. It's, like, not even close. But um, I thought some characters were going to join the crew in Water 7, which we'll talk about later, which ended up not. But I don't know. At this part, I was just kind of, like, especially in the anime, it flows even worse with the story than it does in the manga. So I thought it was literally filler the first time I watched it. <laughs> I, I was like, it does I don't seem know like what's filler. going on. I was reading it and I was like, this is filler. And I was reading it. <laughs> that is how useless this arc was. It was not that useless. I, I just expected it to be like something like how Jaya was before Skypea. And then yeah. we never got anything with Foxy pretty much again. And I was like, oh. No, at least no. Okay. Not it as was far basically 
Oda's like, I'm just gonna write a tiny little comedy arc, and then we're gonna bring in. Yeah, Oda was mean. Know, we're gonna bring in a certain admiral. Back to the back to the uh, Davy back fights. It's a best two out of three. So basically, they would be able to get if they won every single one, they'd be able to get three of the members from the other crew. And if you choose one of the members on the other team that is in like the next battle, then they don't get to participate in the next battle. So that's like another way to win, which made yep. things a little bit more interesting at least. So the first one is the donut race where they need to make a boat out of just like random scraps and then race around an island. Dude, I thought this one was so dumb. This one was very <laughs> anticlimactic, and it kind of pissed me off. Dude, yeah, Shane, talk about Oda memeing. You're totally right on that. Yeah. Like, a donut race, bro? How did you even think about this shit? Like, goddamn. Yeah, I don't know what Oda was. I don't, I don't know. Oda's just a mad lad. I, a, I think, he's like, crazy man. it's almost like he wants, like, when he puts stuff in his stories, like, you know what? I'm just going to put this in because I want to. And then later on, it seems like he comes back to it. Mm-hmm. Right. But the donut race is just a literal meme. Oh, yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah. And on this donut race team is Nami, Usopp, and Robin who face Porsche, Capote, and Monda, uh, which is, I guess, different. I'm reading here. It's different in the anime, but I did not watch this part in the anime. Yeah. So we're skipping ah, that. They're super forgettable characters. Fuck them. They don't matter. Yeah. <laughs> So basically, we can cut this down to at the end of the race with Foxy's slow, slow fruit. Even though the Straw Hats are in the lead, Foxy decides to use his slow, slow photons to slow down Nami and Usopp and Robin so they don't finish first. And he just kind of cucks him. I wanted to slap the shit out of Foxy. In this oh, movie. bro, same. No, I wanted oh. to slap the shit out of the referee. Okay. True. I mean... I've dealt with such bad referees in my life that I say, fuck the referees. True, but... Fox, extremely bro. fair. Oh. Extremely they, fair. <laughs> they put up... Or, like, they made the effort to have a referee just yeah, so the referee didn't Foxy's do anything. Crew, that is like, true. It was part of Foxy's crew. God damn it. The donut race was the worst part of the arc. I don't care what anyone says. I hated <laughs> the every donut race was it. really bad. Dude, even when they were like going through the rocks and shit, and Nami's just like, "Oh, I see the currents." I'm like, "Shut up, Nami!" Like, <laughs> no one cares. Let's get moving. Yeah, God just damn. win this and steal someone. But then they ended up losing because of the slow, slow fruit. And Foxy yeah, takes Chopper out of everybody. Yeah, <laughs> I love how Chopper. <laughs> people in the world of One Piece view Chopper as just a pet. I hate Chopper so much. <laughs> what? I don't... Shade, I really like that aspect though. How like they just literally think he's like he's the a fucking pet. pet. That's just so funny, <laughs> bro. That's just such a egg. It's just cloud to me. The only redeeming part of Chopper was his thing he did with his rumble balls in Eni's lobby. Yes, that's literally the only part I like about Chopper. That part was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I also I kind of like how uh, Chopper and Zoro are like boys though. Like, there's, like, a couple panels where, like, yeah. Zoro's, like, I don't know, like, washing Chopper's back, and it, they're just, like, homies. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, Chopper will be on Zoro's shoulders in, like, a side panel. I just think that shit's hilarious. I don't know. Yeah. So, they lose Chopper, and Chopper's uh, crying because he only came to the sea and to be a pirate because 
he wanted to be with the Straw Hats, and then Zoro just is like, suck it up. Don't be a little bitch. And join the Foxy Pirates. That shit was actually so funny with Chopper crying. Like, I don't know. I laughed at that part. Yeah, and after Zoro yells at him, he's all good. Yeah. Him and Zoro are boys, man. I'm telling you. The next Zoro's just a fucking man on it. Yeah. Too. Just yeah. the emotional maturity on him. 100%. That's why he's my favorite character. Yeah, you Zoro simp. I am a Zoro simp. You're either a Zoro simp or a Sanji simp. You have to choose. And I simp I'm Zoro I'm not really more. either, to be honest. You know, if I'm going to have to choose one of those, I'll simp Zoro. If I'd choose one, I'd simp Sanji. But I'm not. I don't really simp either of them. Well, once you get to Whole Cake, you're going to really simp Sanji. Probably. If I simp Sanji now, then I can only imagine by yeah. Whole Cake that he's probably the only gonna... person i really simp in this series is duval duval, duval. is key <laughs> the goat. i don't think he came up yet but i fucking love no duval, duval doesn't come up until uh paramount war until we've seen his sabiote archipelago mm-hmm. wait have we even seen his face yet no, oh no i don't think sanji has a bounty no. yet yeah right. i don't I, okay yeah he does it gotcha all right what's what's, what's okay next here? so the next the is gr- the groggy ring this is the well I liked this one the best out of the three. I, I thought I liked it was this one the fucking, best too. I laughed my ass off during this part, bro. Zoro and Sanji were hilarious. Yeah, Chopper was supposed oh, to yeah. be in this part, but then he couldn't participate because he was no longer part of the Straw Hats. So then they just had to go with the team of two. And they were up against the groggy monsters where they had to wear like a hat with a ball on it. Yeah. And then try to punch the other person into the goal. Like that's has that ball in their head on the other team yeah so it's like soccer except you can use whatever way necessary and the ball is attached to someone's head except you can't use weapons so zoro has to use the uh no sword style yeah and well i th- I think those rules were kind of broken but the referee just turns around yeah, because they, yeah. they used weapons, but it's also Zoro and Sanji, and the only True. reason that they were getting messed up is because they were fighting with each other and arguing. But, bro, they're up against the groggy monsters who are the best at <laughs> groggy ring, or the best oh, at this game. Oh, yeah, bro. They're super, super interesting characters. Love them to death. Now, fuck those guys, man. <laughs> Forgettable as hell. We see them for a whole one chapter. We so literally... Exciting. They just... They're kicking in parentheses Zoro and Sanji's ass, and then they just get dusted in two seconds, and Zoro fucking dunks the big one. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. Game over. Fuck. That was the only cool part, was when Zoro and Sanji just, like, team up and body him. Like, maniacs. Dude, Zoro and Sanji are just goaded. At the end of the groggy ring Davy back fight, they, uh, the Straw Hats win with uh, Sanji and Zoro victory. And then they steal back Chopper. I'm pretty sure they steal Chopper. Yeah, I think they steal Chopper back. Yep, because then the next one is just a duel between the two captains. So yeah, Foxy, dude. the pirate, and Luffy. Dude, are just this is where we get. Cuffs. Dude, we get Luffy's strongest form in the whole series right here. Afro, Afro Luffy. Luffy. Afro Luffy, <laughs> baby, dude. <laughs> Yeah, right before the match, Usopp, some for some reason, tells Luffy that wearing an afro will make him stronger. Oda was just straight me for 19 chapters. 
this yeah is <laughs> you're, you're totally right Shane. <laughs> this is this is one of the few i mean compared i i will say one thing though i think i in the manga at least just the manga I genuinely got more joy out of this arc than Sierra Village. I thought you were going to say than Thriller Bark, and I was about to reach oh. through my computer and punch you. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I actually enjoy Thriller Bark quite a lot. How do you feel I'm... about Sierra Village, Shane? Fuck, what even was Sierra Village? That was uh, Usopp's arc. Do you not remember oh, the guy that like, moved his feet in a weird way and like teleported because he's so quick? Captain Kuro? Yeah. Are you saying like way, way back? Yeah, that's like oh, yeah. way, way back. Okay. It's like the yes. third arc. Yes, I know. Yeah, Sir Village. What are you saying about it? I liked um, this arc more than that, to be honest with you. Mm, I'm not going to agree with you. On we that got one. more importance oh, that, of fair. story in, in Syrup Village, I think. Yeah. I mean, I think so much of it. I was also like re looking at Eni's lobby stuff today because we were originally going to look at that look at that today. But. This arc just sets up so much in the future, and it's so beautiful for it in Syrup Village. That's why I'm putting that above it. Yeah, that's totally fair. I feel like I'd be in the minority on that take, so I, I'm, I'm with it. I just, dude, Clahador and fucking Captain Kuro, I hated so much. Like, he's an absolutely, yeah, absolutely Boruto, Boruto tier villain. Just shit. <laughs> Bro, straight ass. <laughs> Like, I think God. that's disrespecting Boruto. Yeah, I don't know, man. God, on, yeah, honestly, the 100% filler sequel to Naruto, which sucks, is better than Captain Kuro. Fuck. Yeah, well, let's not get too far off track here and hop back into yeah, Long Ring, Long, Long Land, whatever the fuck it's called. So, uh... the fight, Luffy's fighting with an afro and is super powerful because of it. And he beats Foxy. By shooting his beams back at him using a mirror, and then he punched him into the ocean. Big brain move by Luffy, man. Super Huge big brain, brain move because they're photons, so the photons are light, you know. And then he just shoots the photons back. Mind blown. Yeah, dude, Luffy's got a PhD in physics. What can I say? <laughs> I was just gonna say that that is one of my favorite things about Luffy is that he's just like losing a fight, <laughs> losing a fight, and then he'll be like, "I'll just do this." And then mm -hmm. it works. And then it, it just works. It yeah, just bro. does. He's just got that fighting instinct for he absolutely just does, no reason. He doesn't question anything that he does. He just does it. Yep. He just sends it. It never really time. fucks him over, though. He always seems to come out on top when he does that. Eh, it fucked him over with Crocodile twice. Well, that's true. The... That's because he didn't have a he didn't have any sort of like down. way. God damn it, Luffy. <laughs> I just, I God, he just, he's the best. He's the best boy. He's great. So after Luffy wins the fight, he decides to take the Jolly Roger. And that's where I kind of got upset because I wanted some random person from the Foxy Pirates to join the Straw Hats. Dude, but they were so lame. They really, like everyone is so lame. I just dude. wanted one cool character. I thought, I thought he was going to like stick in flag. someone <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> When you put it, when you put it like that, Shane, I guess, I guess that's cloud. But Luffy, I was fully expecting too. a new character though this arc, so that's why I was yeah. Really well, let down. I didn't really expect Dude, that's a new fair, character. Like, then the arc would have had more, you know, like yeah, more important like substance. But it really just, I'm just gonna take their flag. Yeah, and then I didn't Luffy volume for a meme. I yeah, bro. And then he just redraws 
in a shitty movie <laughs> yeah. buying a new one for them. Classic <laughs> Luffy right there. Yeah, I, God I, damn it, Luffy. Uh, this one might be my favorite meme arc now that I'm thinking of it. In the case of One Piece, you never really know, or like, I know all the future members of the Straw Hats, so it, if I didn't see anyone present there i knew that's where they not where they were going to be added you know what i'm saying that's fair yeah point. That is i guess point. i don't so i'm at i'm just past dress rosa and i i don't know anyone new being added i don't know anything new from the story so well i feel like i just still see like posters and pictures of all the straw hats together that is fair and there's not anyone that i didn't already know that was in there you know yeah and I, see I feel saying, like though. if they were, if someone was added, then they'd be in the poster, you know? Yeah. I actually, uh... Fair point. I don't think of that. I honestly didn't really know who the future Straw Hats were going to be when I was initially watching and reading. Yeah, but so like, I kind of went into it ages blind. ago. Well, true. I mean, I watched, I watched this arc probably in like 2012, 13 maybe. Sure, it was your favorite arc too. No, it's it's so it's done so bad in the anime. It's tough. It's it's not even that funny. It no. just sucks. Yeah. So after after they take the Jolly Roger and Luffy redraws that badass flag, the <laughs> the Foxy Pirates leave and the Straw Hats are going back to that that Stilt guy's house, Tonjit, to check on the horse and. And they're going to give him a ride. But then the only like correlative part for the entirety of this arc shows up when Aokiji dominates everyone there. Bodies everyone. That was such an eye opener. Like just another eye opener that they just threw in there. And this is where you where you question what side Aokiji's really on. Mm -hmm. Because yeah, because. He said That's he wasn't a- there to fight, and he just wanted to see what Robin was doing after the situation in Alabasta had ended. Yeah, dude, he's just, he's into lazy justice, man. That's his whole thing. He's a lazy dude. <laughs> yeah, lazy he is. justice. Except he bikes across the fucking ocean, and he's lazy. I don't, I don't really get that, but whatever. So, yeah. I, I actually, that. I really like that panel when he walks out with the sleeping mask on. And then he like takes it <laughs> off, and Robin is just shook. Yeah, that was a really good part. That was pretty good. Yeah, Robin everyone was... else wondering who the hell this man's is. Yeah, <laughs> this tall ass lanky dude. <laughs> Aokiji decides that he's not going to do anything to the Straw Hats because Robin will destroy him anyways. Because she's a dangerous person, and she destroys mm-hmm. everything that she's ever been with. Yeah, and then Robin. <laughs> attacks aokiji first yeah and then then it just <laughs> everything goes downhill from there from oh the yeah and, and then aokiji just bodies them all in like two minutes just yeah literally fun. completely freezes them to the core and then luffy basically stands up to aokiji so he, everyone else can run away yeah and then he just freezes him him. yeah (laughs) he just he hugs him and freezes him luffy lost that fight quite fast yeah yeah didn't really have a chance well i mean dude especially after what we see in marine ford like 
they weren't even close to ready for Alkiji. Like he was oh, on a whole no, different not realm. Even close. The admirals right. at this point are still just way like leagues above leagues. Yeah, bro. It also puts into perspective just how much like Luffy's gotten by on luck. Like yep. crocodile, the water. Mm-hmm. Luffy being quite literally the the only counter to NL. Is that how you pronounce his yeah. name? Yeah, those guys, yeah. yeah. Those are like those just are some... so so lucky. Yeah, dude, those are some good points, and that's where I kind of like 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 fate and like will and how that impacts Luffy. And it's almost like it's almost like fate wants him to succeed. So I kind of yeah. like that. Like, I mean, even with like um, Buggy had him dead to rights. He was gonna die. Buggy was gonna cut his head off, and then oh yeah, yeah, bro. I good point. I, I actually like that little aspect because. I feel like it ties into Luffy's character and how he's so good to the core that fate wants him to succeed. Yeah, there's a there's a cool line coming up in Impel Down oh, about yeah. like kind of what you're saying there, Noah. Yeah, I think I I think I know what you're talking about. I so, think, but, I think we're on the same page. Yeah. So Aokiji defeats pretty much everybody. The rest of the Straw Hat crew gets gets back to the ship except for Luffy, and they they unfreeze him, and then they go back to get Luffy. And then, but Aokiji was going to give a message to Luffy from Smoker, but he was frozen, so he couldn't give him a message. So then he just left. And then yeah. they defrost, and then the Straw Hats just leave. Well, he he freezes he freezes a path to each island, so Tanji can now go see his family. Yeah. Before he goes. Because he's just oh, like... Oh, I forgot about that. Guy. No, dude, this is when we get his first Ice Age. His Ice Age. And then he just fucking freezes shit. <laughs> yeah. He, he froze a sea monster. What are those things called? Sea King? Neptunian. Neptunian. Depends yeah. the anime manga. Kind of switch it up. Well, because I think the Sea Kings are like the big ones that no one sees. And Neptunians are just the like medium monsters. That's the one that took Shanks arm, if that's what yeah yeah because like yeah i get confused on which ones are which i kind of thought they were the same thing well the sea kings there's like nine of them and they're like ancient as fuck oh i thought that was the other way around wait do i have them flipped around i have absolutely no idea i'll be honest you could be right i was just thinking about in fishman island where she controls the the yeah neptunian so i thought the neptunians were the well Maybe, maybe it is that. Maybe I got him flipped. Whatever. We're on the same that's, page. That's, that's the reaching thing. into spoiler territory. Either way, it's pretty irrelevant. It doesn't really make any difference. Oh, yeah. no. I, I was wrong. It's Sea King that took his arm. I just Googled it because I was curious. Okay. Okay. okay so. Gotcha. All right. So what are we thinking of that canon filler of Long Ring, Long Land? If I'm reading I'm giving... that to have a good laugh, 10 out of 10. I'm giving it an overall 5.25 out of 10 because I did laugh. And it's a memer, and I'm a sucker for the memes. Yeah, I give it about a. F- heard, I give it about a five, I think. I'd say I'd put it around that five or six scale just because of the laughs. The, Fair, man. the it's just such a pointless arc that it's hard to really say anything about it. I mean, the the biggest thing at the end of it was the Oki fight, really. Yeah. Oh, I suppose we usually say the what chapters it is, which I forgot to say. It is three hundred three to three twenty one. It's a little late for that now, but throw that in there. Yeah. It's all good. So we can hop into Water 7, the arc. 
not the entirety of the saga because that is forever long. Uh, yeah, Annie's lobby is dense. Mm-hmm. So is this, though. So, so is, is Water this. 7. So Water 7 is chapters 322 to 374, making up 53 chapters. So it's kind of a long boy for a, for, for a One Piece arc. Uh, not, I don't know. What is the I... longest One Piece arc? Dressrosa? Before we even dive into this arc, I want to say I think Oda's writing in this arc is the best out of any of them in the whole entire story. I think his in Water pure 7? writing. Yes, I I I really do. I mean, it could I I, I can't disagree with that per se. Yeah. So let's... I mean, Oda's pen was just on fire this arc. Yeah, yeah, it was. I, God, this is just so 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 well done. So yeah, let's hop into it. So after they're attacked by Aokiji, they start sailing towards the the wherever the next whatever the thingy majigger is called the log pose, and then but they see a giant frog along their way. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, Yokozuna, bro. <laughs> and they, I don't and, even. <laughs> yeah, Luffy wants to follow it so they can like take it and eat it. But then, dude, I don't even have to look up his name. I just remember it. Yokozuna was a beauty. Yeah, that's <laughs> his name, Yokozuna. But then, when they finally like get close to the, close to the frog, there's a train in the sea, and then the the frog mm-hmm. just like bodies the train, just Attempts takes to body it. it. Yeah, just he tries to body it. <laughs> he just stands in front of the train and just takes the hit for absolutely no reason. Well, it's because. He wants to see, he wants to test his strength against the train. That's, that is what they say right out the jump. And we yeah. can't forget that the, the name of the train is called the Puffing Tom. Yeah. And that's ex- explained by, by, uh, Kokoro, who's a train. Yeah. Kokoro. Who's Kokoro. also Kokoro. a mermaid, but I don't know if we find that out right away. Oh, you spoiled it, bro. Oh, it's not, it's such an unimportant yeah. thing. Yeah unimportant make make a difference if she's a mermaid oh i guess it does kind of that's the first mermaid we see god damn it damn it forget (laughs) i said that everybody (laughs) i'm thinking i'm thinking about the scene now when um they go to fisherman island and someone asks Zoro, and they go, "Hey, is this uh, is this the first mermaid you've seen?" And then he thinks of Kokoro, and then he just blocks it out. Yeah, goes, yes, yes, this is. That was yes, funny. This is, bro. That was the funniest shit. Oh my god! All right, so Kokoro, she's not a mermaid. Don't listen to AK. Yeah, no, not a mermaid. She's a, later. she's a sexy older lady. Yeah who then tells him to go to Water 7, which is wherever the log pose is taking him, which is a city that is, like, half sunk. It's, like, half underwater, and everything's on, like, docks. Mm-hmm. The crew goes to Water 7, basically, with, <coughs> with all their gold, because they need to fix the Mary, because the Mary's taking way too much damage, and whoever fixed the Mary in Skypea didn't do a very good job. So they go into the city and then they exchange all their money or all their gold for like 300 million berries. And then Robin just kind of leaves. No. Um, well, yeah, she, she, oh, she talks happen. to that one person. There's that one person that comes up and like whispers in her oh, ear. She only says CP9. Yeah. Yep. 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 
Yes, that was uh I that part was the start of Oda's absolutely fantastic writing in this arc. Because God, that was so subtly done. And it was so subtle, and we also have a lot of questions about Robin at this point. So this just raises the questions and it just makes it seem kind of tense. And I just love that. Just in general, in the whole Water 7 saga, Robin is just shooketh the whole time. Yeah. Mm. She's just super shook. So then we go, we cut back to the Luffy meeting with the Kaku, which is one of the guys who works for Iceberg, who's the mayor of Water 7, who's the president of Galley Law, which is the shipwright place. That was a muscle. Side note quick. Kaku's got probably one of my favorite character designs in the entire manga. Is that the long nose boy? Yeah, long nose boy with the hat. Some Assassin's Creed type looking. I love him. It's Usopp, but his nose is square. Yeah. Minecraft Usopp. I'm with you. I'm I'm 100% with you. I really liked his character design. I thought it was super cool. Like his I, I thought he was going to be like one of the strongest like of the organization until Luchi got introduced. Yeah. I thought he was going to be yeah. mad strong. So Kaku Dude. just he runs just like jumps and runs all the way across town on the top of the on the top of the roofs and stuff to look at their ship. What, what do they call him like the something wind Kaku? I don't Something remember. like that. But then Iceberg shows up with Khalifa, who's his secretary. And Khalifa. Khalifa. What a babe. Bro, Khalifa was. Yeah, and then he agrees to work on the ship, except they're, when they go to the dock, they figure out that all their money was stolen. I'm trying to remember, dude. So yeah, Polly was. Polly. Polly was running from uh, the Frankie family. Yeah. Because they think they're top shit. Takes apart all the boats that are docked in the harbor. So then so then they like kick the shit out of the Frankie family and a bunch of like low lifes, and then it shows like the the Galley Law Company and their workers are like the the guys in town. Like they're super strong and they're like celebrities, you know, Kaku, Polly, Lucci, all those guys. And I thought at this point in the story, I really was rooting for Polly or Kaku to be like <laughs> the good guy, the, the the shipwright to be the next shipwright yeah. on, okay. on the straw hats. So that's where I was saying earlier, I really was rooting for these two. I did not see the person who, you know, ends up <laughs> super, but uh, yeah, they, yeah. So that's, I that. love the Frankie family in general. I do too. They're really just goofy. the boys love their boy, you know. I know. Just they're That's just all bros, it. man. Yeah. So I believe from there, uh, after you get the whole thing with the Frankie family, we cut back to Sanji and uh, seeing Robin and some random guy in a mask turns around the corner. They're no longer there, and then they, him and Chopper, start looking for Robin. Yep. Th- uh, back at the dock. Usopp isn't with the group and he gets attacked by himself by the Frankie family and yeah he had 200 million of the 300 million berries and they stole that from him dude that part was so sad Um, yeah Shane I'm with you bro just got ganked out of nowhere dude he was just laying there broken and that he was just crying bro and he just felt like just so worthless God, that was just a tough scene. And then just to rub salt in the wounds, 
Kaku gets back and the going Mary can't be fixed because yep. the keel is busted. Big sad. End of the Mary. How unfortunate. Yep. That was that was really, really tough. And then, yeah, yeah th- this is not something that was a, a small issue at in, by any means. No. Oda setting up now, like, the fact that Usopp isn't there to hear what Kaku has to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Usopp just setting it up. beat down. And then we get the the walk part two to the Frankie house, right? Mm. Yeah, well, they find that Usopp is destroyed, and then they mm-hmm. go to avenge the, the Frankie, or go to avenge Usopp. They kind of just shit on everyone i don't even think it really it's like a panel of them just destroying the place yeah pretty much and then it's too bad because all their money is no longer there because frankie who's their leader already spent it all yep Mm -hmm. 200 million berries in like 30 minutes what do you spend that on i don't know some really good wood for a ship (laughs) yeah off of some sort of certain tree i don't know Eh, not important so what happens after this uh usap wakes up right and then they break the news to him yeah they he's back on the ship and then they tell him on the ship what's up so at the going merry usap is being treated and then they tell him the unfortunate news that they ain't gonna be with the mary anymore and usap yeah. doesn't believe him god usap and is being he thinks so- it's because he lost the money and it's like no bro yeah, oh, I know. I fault. know. It's not your fault, Usopp. The ship was going down to begin with, man. Yeah, that thing was done for. Granted, it, it was a tiny ship too. Like that right. thing does not. You know, scale. I'm gonna say going to a sky island, fucking riding a geyser, didn't help it much. No, I'd say that was probably the biggest. Yeah, biggest. <laughs> I agree downfall. with you. I agree and with then you. Either that or Wapple just taking a big old bite out of the side of it. That too. Didn't even think of that. Or mm-hmm. the mast being broken by Laboon. Laboon. The goat. Yeah, this thing took a lot of damage along the way, and Usopp yeah. is just like blaming himself for everything. And mm-hmm. then he decides that the Mary is part of the part of the crew and Yeah, if there's no Mary, there's no me. Yeah. He does the digital. Yeah. So we get a really uh good crew part. Oh, with them all with them all leaving and they're all super sad and crying and Zoro is just like stone cold straight face and he goes all right pack it up we can never return to the ship again and he made everyone get off the ship and that was such a good part oh oh sorry I'm a Zoro simp I had to I had to bring that in there I had to put that out there I'll throw in a good Sanji moment too that I, I loved about the characters was um like Luffy was gonna like make a retort to Usopp when they were arguing yeah. about the ship and Sanji, like, I don't know if he kicked him or if he punched him, but it's like, hey, shut up, bro. No, he, he kicked he him. He that. kicked him. You're right. Sanji oh, doesn't use his hands, that. bro. That's right. Yeah, dude, he fucking kicked Luffy and was like, shut the hell up. You don't want to say that. And then yep. Luffy, like, recognizes, like, hey, thanks. And then continues. Yeah, because mm-hmm. didn't he say, like, oh. what did he say, dude? Oh. It's uh, basically, oh, no, that wasn't until after. I don't remember. They had to do something about how you got to hold your ground as captain. But then that kind of came up later with other things with Usopp. God, this was a God. This this arc is such a banger, especially starting here, because we get some really good moments. 
Yeah. So Usopp is off the ship, and then this is where he challenges Luffy to the fight at ten o'clock the next night, or was it that night? I think it was that same day. Yeah, ten o'clock. Usopp went. Ten o'clock that night. Yeah, the still on the ship. Everyone tries to, or Nami tries to convince Luffy that this doesn't have to like happen this way, but mm. Usopp is not going to give up on the on the Mary because. Gotta remember, this is from Kaya, and yep, yeah, Usopp be simping for Kaya. Yeah, dude, this this is honestly like a top tier fight in One Piece, both emotionally and even like the action in it. This is a really good fight, and I think especially in the anime, this is like kind of where it was peaking for animation, mm-hmm. and it was done very well. Yeah, and. Uh, Oh, I was expecting Luffy to come in and just shit on Usopp. In this yeah, yeah, dude. And same. Usopp stood his ground. And uh, he Luffy fought was, well. I feel like Luffy had to be holding back so much. Yeah. No, nah, dude. I just think Usopp prepped for him. Usopp did prep I mean, for him. True. He came up with he came up with a specific plan of which Luffy did not. Yeah, bro. With the using the impact dial against him. Yeah, dude. That oh, was savage. Bro. That was so savage. Uh huh. Yeah, he used uh, the Usopp spell in Shinsen. Ta- I don't know what that is. That's not in English. Bro, he had like all those spikes on the ground, and then he like hit him with the gas one, and then he lit it on fire and blew his ass up, and yeah. then hit him with the impact dial, bro. Usopp came to play, bro. He came to play. He was gunning to win. He genuinely was trying to beat bro, Luffy. Usopp with a devil fruit. I don't even want to see it. Oh, God. I want to see Usopp with like a snipe, snipe fruit. Dude, he don't need the snipe, snipe fruit, dog. He's already <laughs> the best. He is the snipe, snipe. Fruit. Other than maybe yes, he, he is. Oh, dude, AK. What Usopp hits absolutely a beauty, a, just an absolute beautiful snipe and fucking Dressrosa. Unreal, unreal, bro. I'm excited. Yeah. To hey, if I if I then. think if I I'm thinking we're on the same one, but oh my god. Yeah, we're 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 on the same I, one. I we're definitely we're. on the same one. Hundred percent. AK, it's a pretty lit moment, man. All right, sorry. Enough right. Usopp simping. Yeah. So at the end, Usopp gets hit with a gum gum bullet, and then he loses, and Luffy wins. Except yep. it was it was a fight for the going Mary, and then even though Luffy wins, he gives the going Mary to Usopp because there's not really any reason yeah. for them to have it because they're getting rid of it anyways another this arc the next arc and the post any's lobby i think have three of some of the most impactful moments in the whole entire show like them crying after he just beat Usopp and like luffy crying was devastating yeah. dude i genuinely i don't oh. cry for fictional shit and i almost shed a tear like i was close man He's putting his hat over his eyes so his crew yeah. doesn't see him. Oh, yes. oh shit. Zoro with the, if you waver, who can we trust line? I'm like, yeah. damn. God. God damn. God. That right. broke me. That broke me. Yeah, that was a very sad part. One of the saddest in the entirety of One Piece. Again, another emotional maturity from Zoro. The, if you waver, who can we trust? Yep. Zoro's the... He's like, he's the low-key captain. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. So, I feel like him and Rayleigh are very similar characters. 
Which would make sense. Yes, you do. Rayleigh? You've seen him. Dark King? Rayleigh? He trained Luffy? Oh, Rayleigh. I I always say Raleigh. I said Raleigh Raleigh at first, and I'm pretty sure it's Rayleigh. The buddy who swam through the calm belt and killed all the Neptunians (laughs) on the way to fucking. Bro, he's a savage. Dude, that really was like, wow, he's actually strong as fuck. Okay, sorry. sorry. Yeah, let's get back to the arc. You get sidetracked. Jeez, stop. Okay, flash forward to the next morning. Always get sidetracked. Yeah, I know. Flash forward to the next morning. Iceberg was shot. And who did it? Well, it must be the Straw Hats, right? Pretty much, bro. Straw Hats are in town. Everyone just gangs up on them right away. Yeah, they, I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure the mayor did live, or like he lived and then pointed the finger at Robin. That's how. He, yeah. Well. Yeah. That's how they they know that it's the Straw Hats. Not really the. Straw that is doom. That is the Straw Hats. Sorry. Yep. So then, cut back to Frankie's house. He returns and expects or that the Straw Hats are behind that the fact that their entire house is just demolished, and which is true. And then, the, which it was that that house was fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was it was literally just pieces at that point. And the rest of the Frankie family wants the boss to go avenge them, and then and destroy the Straw Hats. And they tell Frankie Dude. that Luffy is going to Dock One. So before they introduce Frankie, because this is the first time we get to see him, correct? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, this is the first time we Dude, like, they actually were... see him. Specific. They were talking him up like he's a demon, he's a savage, he's such a badass. And then I saw his character design, and I was just like, "What the fuck, bro? Like this blue-haired Elvis-looking motherfucker, uh, dude, that shit was clown." I was just, dude, Oda just never ceases to amaze me. Yeah. So then, and it, it's wild to me that Oda put him as like such a main character, such a prevalent like force. Doesn't right? seem like he would be, but like just like out of nowhere. Those types of character designs, especially for Oda, I've seen like as background characters. Is that yeah. like kind of an Rich Man yeah. Island? How there's like those bigger guys that just look not ugly. I'm sorry, Frankie, but kind of ugly. Frankie's kind of ugly with that chin, dog. Yeah, <laughs> with the chin, bro. His chin is freaking ugly. Here, here, fucking Oda is just changing it up. True. Yeah, dude. Oda's like character design in this arc were really interesting because I feel like. Usually his character designs are kind of a little, I don't know, out there. And then I feel like, especially with um the mayor of the town, what's his name? Draw to blank. Iceberg. Iceberg, Iceberg yeah. is such a normal looking yeah. guy. Like, I don't know. I just feel like everything about this arc, Rhoda was just on, oh, Rhoda. Oda was just on fire with his fucking writing and like his character designs and everything. Yeah, that Bro, I'm is... looking at Frankie's chin right now. What is that? Yeah, it's freaking a zigzag, my guy. So, if we go back to the the story here, Iceberg wakes up, and this is where he tells him who attacked him, which was a big guy wearing a mask, and then it was Nico Robin, mm-hmm. Miss All Sunday, and that was in, then. This is where it's announced around the town, and then we cut to Dock One, where Frankie finds Luffy and attacks him with a flame attack and then yeah yeah they fight and they th- they think he's a devil fruit user but then he jumps into the water but he and he can swim so he's not a devil fruit user mm-hmm. and he's actually a cyborg 
He's a human with yeah, dude, that that changed himself out with robotic parts. <laughs> that was such a curveball by Oda. Yeah. Especially for like what's been going on in the series up until this point. I was like, a cyborg? I thought they were in like the late eighteen hundreds of like what it would be equivalent time period. The, for the technology one in One Piece like, world huh? is not always even. Well, like this is the first time that we really see like that jump, I'd say. Because the only other place would be like the dials in Skypea, but you can right. offset that being like out there in the sky. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah, true. And like this place is really quite interesting because it was like a Venice on steroids. Yeah. And then they also have that Aqua Laguna that happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. Cracked high tide. Yeah, dude, that's coming up. That's coming up. All right. So back to the the Luffy and Frankie. Cyborg Frankie. Yeah. So before they really get much further in their fight, a galley law foreman uh intervenes and says that the straw hats are the one that shot uh shot the the iceberg and then that makes makes frankie kind of mad yeah and yep they're trying to arrest luffy but then and luffy's not fighting back and frankie Mm -hmm. gets mad and then shoots his ultimate attack the coupe de vent which destroys the whole dock and then luffy and nami use that to escape and luffy goes decides that he wants to go see iceberg to see mm-hmm. if this is all a lie or not yep. i like how he can't find robin so he's like you know what i'm just gonna go to the other guy yeah go to the guy that's like accusing the straw hats of yeah of an assassination attempt yeah that's like a good idea so like simple-minded but it always works out for him right and he's like i mean at this point he's like no nico is Nico Robin is in my yeah. crew. Like, I'm going to find her. That's my goal. I'm not leaving yeah. without yeah. Nico Robin. I need to know what's going on with her. And this like, is just after he lost Usopp, too, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Right. It's so he's not in prison another. Nah, bro. Emotions are high right now at this point in the story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, the galley law workers are looking for the, the rest of the crew, and Luffy breaks into the mayor's room, and he needs to talk to Iceberg. Then Khalifa leads him to his room. And the two meet. Iceberg and Luffy. Well, again, for the second time, I guess. And mm. he confirms that it was it was Nico Robin that, that bopped him. Luffy says he doesn't understand what, what's going on. And then yep. the other workers come and Luffy escapes. They're in this that. Is, see, now this is where the story gets kind of blurry for me. Yeah, there's I a lot going for, on. At I kind of forget what... Here. I th- is this uh, is this where we okay just you you yeah. you lead it okay. I just wanna so yeah. then we cut to Chopper and Sanji who are looking for Robin who find Robin but Robin explains that she will basically destroy the crew if she stays with it so she's not going to be with the crew anymore and then which I agree with that Aokiji line from yeah which was tied in with the only important part from Long Ring Long Ring Long Ring <laughs> Land blah 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 right whatever right. the hell it's called and then sanji sends chopper to go tell everyone what's going on and that he needs to do something else so then we cut back to luffy zoro and nami and chopper get together and figure out that robin is probably being forced to do the stuff by the guy that they saw in the mask 
But then Zoro points out that they shouldn't have any false hopes in this and that there's probably going to be another attack on Iceberg since he's still alive. Okay. So then Frankie wants to bring Luffy out of hiding by kidnapping Usopp and the ship. But then the thing is, Usopp and the ship aren't any aren't a part, aren't of, part of the Straw anymore. Hats anymore. Nice one, Frankie. God damn it. Oh, gotcha, bitch. Gotcha. Oh, shit. So this is when all <laughs> the galley law foremen are outside of the director's room going to protect him. So then here's where the CP9 attacks again in yeah, the, the galley, galley law. law. Yeah, in the galley law. Get wiped. Iceberg calls Polly in, telling him that he needs to go guard another room with something hidden in the safe, which is kind of spicy because this is this spicy. is what they're after is the thing in the safe. And the rest of the or the four straw hats that are still like around, which I believe are Luffy, Zoro, Nami, and Chopper, go to are like hiding in a tree and looking for anything weird. And then there's a giant explosion, and a bunch of masked men rush into the building, and one of them is Robin. And the workers of the Galley Law think that these are the straw hats but they're not but then they just break in anyways so it doesn't make any difference that i re- i really liked uh how they were all masked because it made them seem very intimidating and like especially for the reveal we get later i thought it was just like dude i, I don't know there's something eerie about everyone being in masks and like how different they looked i i just really liked that like that aspect and it's nothing uh oda has done since so yeah that is true it was really i thought this point like this part of the story was really cool because i had so many questions and i was confused as fuck yeah and after the straw hats get in they realize that luffy is no longer with them and then we cut Mm -hmm. to a female assassin distracting the guards the guy that was with robin with the mask gets into iceberg's room using his door door fruit and then he shoots iceberg again and then he says he can't kill him until they basically have what was in the safe, just in case the safe was a fake, and leaves Robin there and to handle Iceberg. And then the door-door fruit guy uh, takes care of the foremans, just showing their uh, speed and their special abilities that they have mm-hmm. in the CP9. And then Iceberg this figures was, out... Uh another thing of armament hockey before we knew what it was yeah i wasn't sure yep. if this was considered hockey or not at all i i think at definitely the body hardening and the finger pistol are both armament hockey because they could hurt luffy what and about like the shave because that's what uh, the one they use the most i feel like that's just them being athletic i don't know yeah <laughs> i don't know could be I don't know. So Iceberg figures out who the attackers were and that it is not the Straw Hats and it's instead CP9 who failed their first assassination intentionally so they could blame it on the Straw Hats and then look for the blueprints for the Pluton, which is one of the ancient weapons. And only Iceberg is... Only Iceberg has that because... He got it through Tom, 
who was his teacher and shipwright because a pluton is like a giant boat i believe yeah it's a gigantic like a war warship that can blow up islands fun little part about this too is that tom made the uh the puffing tom we get a little bit of a flashback story in a bit i think with that so zoro and nami and chopper are in the building and they think that luffy would have distracted all the guards but then they're all surrounded and luffy actually is stuck in between two buildings <laughs> Bro, this was one of my favorite was parts this i was, was pretty funny laughing so hard yeah same dude that shit was actually hilarious i was Where'd dying luffy cuts to him in between two buildings yeah. <laughs> just completely stuck <laughs> and so during that Polly, who Iceberg told to go guard the other room, takes the blueprints out of the safe, and then he sees a guy in a bull mask and a skull mask, and then he gets beaten quite quickly, uh, but they figure out that the blueprints are fake somehow. I don't really know how they'd be able to tell if the blueprints of, of an ancient weapon are fake or not. Yeah, I don't yeah, That's a fair remember. point. That is a good point. It's nothing the hell that was really know, ever it... cleared up, I don't think. But it never yeah, made any I sense like... to me. Like, how do they know they're fake? If I had to guess, it's because they've all been genuinely working as shipwrights for so long. And yeah. they just know yeah, that, because like, that they, wouldn't yeah. be possible, maybe. I don't know. This was a long game, for sure. So, then we cut back to Zoro, who's fighting off the shipwrights with his with his swords. And then they make their way up to Iceberg's room where the CP9 agents reveal who they are. One of them, which is the foreman, Luchi. And the other one is Kaku. And then the secretary, Khalifa. And the bar owner, Blueno. These are all CP9 members for the government that were basically planted there. This was so beautifully put in there by Oda. Because I did not expect this whatsoever when I was reading this. Yeah, dude, I'm I'm with you. I was just so taken back. It was done so well. Like I remember thinking like Bluno and Lucci seemed weird for whatever reason, but I I just loved Kaku's character design. I think so much that I was like, it can't Kaku can't be bad. Yeah, oh, I didn't I didn't see Kaku or Khalifa coming at all. I honestly didn't see Bluno coming either. Lucci, I was low key like, all right, what's going on with this dude who talks through a fucking bird? Like this yeah. ventriloquist ass yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> going on with him but dude kaku come on kaku was so sick up until yeah. this point yeah so luchi gives his theory about what where the bluton bluton pluton actually is that it was thought that iceberg was the last apprentice of tom because cuddy flam died when he was run over the sea train however cuddy flam is not dead he uh-huh. is frankie Frankie! Frankie is the goat, man. I love, I love Frankie. Frankie. I hate his character design. Love the actual. And when. Yeah, dude, he's one of my favorite. Yeah. Favorite straw hats. When they reveal that it could be uh, Frankie, Iceberg's pulse increases and Lucci figures out that it's Frankie. Should have kept his, kept his emotions under control. Yeah, he should have been, you know, not so much of a bitch, Iceberg. God damn it. Yeah, so at the same time, Luffy, Polly, Zoro, Chopper, and Nami break into the room and find what find out the situation from Polly, 
And yeah, when Polly like, finds out the situation, he attacks Lucci and then he's beaten. And then Lucci reveals that the CP9 agents are capable of using Roku Shiki, which are martial arts techniques, which w- w- made me think that it wasn't hockey. See, this just kind of made me think, like, do they even know that they're using hockey? Yeah, that's very... That's another thing, too. Like, I doubt, like hockey's such, like, an underlying thing in One Piece that I, I doubt that they'd know that they were using it if they were. Right, it's like... I mean, they... Yeah, I, I agree with that, because even up until, like, the time skip, hockey was never shown in black like it is afterwards. You know, it's just, like, yeah. something that we just kind of knew about and it can affect people with devil fruits who have logias and it can make things super hard and strong. But I feel like since, uh, you know, attacks don't work and they're using iron, like iron technique, whatever iron body. I just feel like it's definite. It has to be hockey. I don't know. Yeah. Could be. What else would it be? I don't know. Yeah. So at this point, the straw hats try to talk to Robin, but then she's like, no, I can't. And then she, and she can't be with him. So then CP9 had set a firebomb in the building to go off, but Lucy decides that he's going to show off his devil fruit power, which is the leopard, the cat, 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 cat fruit. fruit, but it's leopard style. Cat, cat, fr- the cat, cat fruit model leopard. Yeah. That I really liked his, uh, character design when he's in this. Form. Yes. I thought it looked so sick, man. So badass. I remember it. So this was one of the 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 Ennis lobby fight of Luchi Luffy. I had that like like that whole like I've watched that fight in the anime, and that's what got me the One Piece. Same. Like Luchi is such a sick character. Yeah, dude, he's badass. I really liked Luchi, and I feel like all of the enemies they've gone up against up until this point these guys were super intimidating because they were like a secret agent. We knew nothing about them at all. Yeah. No backstory, nothing. It was just all yeah, up in they the were, air. They it... were like secret agents. And and haven't we heard at this point, like of a different CP unit? Uh, I want to say in Alabasta, it was said something about like a CP3. Uh, I could be way off. Don't, don't take my word for it. There could Dude. be. I honestly do not remember. Yeah, I don't either. But I wanted to I wanted to say that I, I felt like I heard the letter CP coming in and I was like, oh fuck. Oh fuck. There's nine yeah. of these. Yeah. So maybe. So in after he transforms, Luffy and Zoro try to fight him, but then Luffy or they get thrown across the island and then the building is now in flames. And Iceberg and Polly got are still tied up and unconscious. Nami gets thrown outside and Chopper is buried under the rubble. No, not looking good for the straw hats at this point. Nope. Yeah, and they also, just really got dusted here. Yeah, they did. Also, at this point, the CP9 agents leave and uh, come across some of the Frankie family, uh, who are yelling that they have Usopp captive and that they want the straw hats to go to like where they are under the bridge. Mm-hmm. But then, since that happens, they find out that Frankie is in his hiding place under the bridge. So it's kind of some small brain moves out here. <laughs> and his secret hideout, which they're yelling 
out in the street that is under the bridge and the Straw Hats should go there to collect Usopp. I mean, Frankie in this moment just wanted to smoke. Yeah, Frankie did want to smoke. He wanted that Luffy smoke bad. Yeah, and then at Frankie's hideout, (laughs) Usopp is trying to work on the ship and Frankie with uh, with the Square Sisters are listening to his listening to his story and then they get all sad hey i forgot about the square sisters fucking square. you can't forget about the square sisters dog <laughs> square sisters I'm totally spaced on them but i can picture them clearly right now but square sisters shit. are the most important characters in this arc oh yeah you square me? sisters you see their hair i forgot Dude. that's what they were called they, they just oh, they simp for frankie too much yeah man. So when Frankie asks what Usopp's going to do after he fixes the ship, he says he's going back to Syrup Village and going to, yeah, just basically venture for a hot sec and go back to Syrup Village. But then Frankie says no, because the ship will not even make it to whatever next island he's going to go to. Uh-huh. But either way, he's going to try to make his way back. And then he says that, why don't you let him dismantle it because it's ruined. And then our Frankie throws Usopp into the water under the ship so he can see that the ship is way too damaged for it to actually do anything. And then Usopp just continues to work on the ship even though he knows that it has no chance. Dude, that part was so sad actually. Because Usopp was like, don't you think I know this? Like, I'm the one that fixes the ship. Yeah. It just it tears me apart. Like I can't part with this ship. It means so much to me. And this this is where it has a little bit of a flashback to Skypea, where where the night where Usopp goes to take a leak after the ship was like super damaged and he saw like a a shadow fixing the ship. It's uh and the next day it was it was the normal what it looked like before. Uh, the Saruyama Alliance were the monkey guys. Uh, upgraded their ships with the wings that led Usopp into thinking that it was the the going Mary's soul that was fi- fixing the sh- fixing the ship, and right? Because in yeah. this flashback, we see how like the the figure said like, "Don't worry, I'll carry everyone a little longer." Uh huh. That was yeah. And then Frankie kind of confirms that by telling him about the Klabaterman. I don't know Klabaterman man. Which is basically the ship, the spirit of the ship, which appears to warn and save crew members when the ship is almost done, almost done skis, almost sinking. But it only is that way if the ship loves the crew. Yeah. So then Frankie says that Usopp traveled on the ship and ended up dying when it fell apart. And the going Mary's soul would not be able to live with itself. But Usopp says to Frankie that he should just leave behind or that he shouldn't leave behind a friend just because it's about to die. Yeah. And this is kind of where, where the, the ship is more of a person than a ship. This is a, this is some really good buildup to what happens post Eddie's lobby. Yep. And yes, Especially just like how much Usopp loves the shit, man. It's just unbelievable. It makes it a character. It literally, like, his relationship with the Mary is what makes the Mary a character. He loves this thing. He loves it. He loves it a lot. And just, best friend. 
I, I heard this somewhere before. I don't exactly remember where, but just like how much Usopp is like personified in that ship, like of being like the useless crewmate at that point, quote unquote. Because like, yeah. look at Zoro, Mad's lad, swordsman, Sanji, great fighter, but like you just have Usopp, just this, just this guy, and now right, Luffy's getting rid of this ship that he thought was like this great ship, but now it's considered useless. And Luffy's one, or not Luffy, Usopp's wondering how long until Luffy sees me like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So before they even get to finish this discussion, the CP9 members break in and knock out the Square Sisters. And Frankie recognizes them being part of the Galley Law and attacks them and asks what they're doing here. And then Luchi reveals that he knows he's Cuddy Flam. And that they killed Iceberg and Frankie's knocked through a wall, revealing a workshop and the place where Tom and his workers operated. And the CP9 decided to look through it in search of the blueprints uh, and tearing the room apart. But Frankie tells him to leave. And then we get to Frankie flashback. I like this flashback, man. This I actually really flashback. did. So, I think as far as flashbacks go, it's kind of underrated compared to some other ones that we see, especially uh, coming up. Yeah. So 22 years ago, Frankie, who is obviously younger than he is now and not a cyborg at the time, was sailing his newest battleship that was taken that just got taken out by the Sea King <laughs> because his weapons are no no good against the Sea King. Yeah. So then he comes back and Iceberg yells at him. For constantly making battleships when he should be learning how to make actual good ships. And then then we get introduced to the pufferfish fishman Tom, who is both of their both of their mentors. Dude, Tom is a savage. He gets introduced, and the first thing you see is him throw a ship like a hundred yards in the air and then throw <laughs> these gigantic mass into the ship. And it just lands in the water. Perfect. Like yep. what the fuck? That was so sick. And then we get to see Yokozuna the frog again. That's right. Him Young and, Yokozuna. Yeah, him, Tom, uh, Iceberg, and Cuddy Flam are eating food from Kokoro because Kokoro is Tom's wife. Mm-hmm. And she explains that the island is not getting any business. The shipbuilding companies are fighting each other over customers. And the water is rising. The water around Water 7 just continues to rise. Yep. All they can do is wait for it to sink. But Tom thinks of a plan, except for they cut forward a little bit. And then after the execution of Goldie Roger, they go out to find Tom because Tom is the one who made the ship for Goldie Roger. The yeah, Oro Jackson. Jackson. So Tom is sentenced to be executed at Ennie's lobby. And then he reveals his plans that he was going to build a train that could travel from one island to the other regardless of weather and then the judge decides that he's going to let tom have 10 years to make this train Mm. and if it's not done by then he's dead well either ways if it is done by then he's still dead frankie is angry that tom was going to be arrested for making a ship which it's not really his fault. Whatever they do with the ship, it's their own thing, which seems kind of dumb. But 
yeah, that was so yeah. stupid. That was so dumb. Yeah. Fucking and... spanned him. Yep. Yeah. It's Tom's workers get to work, and after 10 years, the Puffin Tom is ready to go, which is yeah. the sea train that we see right away when we're going into Water 7. It made its launch, man. The Puffing Tom was rolling. It was rolling. Yep. So then the government agents led by CP5, which is where you might be getting CP5 from. That might be where it is, too. Which is Spandum. Uh, arrive at Tom, where Tom and Iceberg are, and then they're shot by Frankie's cannons. Spandum ignores Frankie that he has made a ship strong enough to defeat a Sea King, but then is yelled at by Iceberg again, kind of parallel to earlier, and explaining that he can't just leave weapons laying around like that. Spandum gets their attention and gets to talk with Tom and explains that that he's looking for the Pluton blueprints, but Tom isn't going to let him have him because the government shouldn't have the blueprints to the Pluton because the Pluton is very dangerous. Yeah, Tom knows the government's corrupt as shit, which we really get to see with that asshole Spandum. Yes, sir. God, he's one of my most... Oh, man. he I hated him when he was introduced. Like... Oh, yeah. that guy. Spandum says then to Tom that he's going to reveal that he built Gold Ro- Goldie Roger's ship, and then Tom is just like, alpha move. Everyone already knows that, dog. Yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> so if then, I was Tom, I would be stoked, bro. I would be like, yeah, I yeah. built that ship. Fuck you. So then the agents leave, and Tom takes the blueprints out of the safe and gives them to Iceberg or Fr- and Frankie, and Frankie says that they should try to build it, but then, because Frankie builds things that destroy things, and he likes destruction, but Tom is, or not Tom, Iceberg is the, kind of the reasoning mind in this situation. And then Spandam decides that it's just not right to let the Pirate King shipbuilder off. So, they go back to get Tom, and have a retrial, and everyone thinks that Tom is gonna go free but his ship is attacked and frankie watches on in horror because the ships oh this is where frankie's ships are attacking yeah uh tom we get tom's whole we get tom's speech his little Mm -hmm. last hurrah here yeah so it cuts kind of forward to tom and iceberg they stop attacking and then they arrive where uh they're like badly wounded and they're arrested by the CP five. All three of them, Frankie, Tom and iceberg. I'm really bad with names. It's all good. So then they're back at the trial or they cut to the trial and Spandam says that he's the one who saved everyone. And no one believes Frankie when he says that Spandam was the one who used his ships to attack in the first place. And then it's pointed out that CP five pointed out by Spandam that the ships were made by their company, but declares that it doesn't hurt anyone mm-hmm. or his friends. Which Tom says, responds by breaking out of his chains and punching his apprentice for the first time. Yeah. He and then his ass. He declares, that yeah, this is his little speech where he declares that no matter what a ship does, even if it ends up bringing about the end of the world, the creator must love it with all of its heart. He runs up and attacks Spandam, only to be shot by tranquilizers. And the creation of the sea train nullifies one crime, but 
there's more than one crime now. So Tom says that this one be erased, so only he will be executed, so Frankie and Iceberg won't be. So Tom sacrifices Takes the fall himself. Takes the Oro Jackson. Yeah. So Frankie and Iceberg are released, but Frankie... Uh, takes a tranquilizer gun and smashes Samantha's sm- face with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fucks fr- his face up. Yeah, he does. Good old one-two punch there with the with the trank gun. <laughs> oh, yeah, Frankie. Fucking savage. I forgot about that part completely. That's so, why Spandam has all his, those things on his face, yep, right? Yep. Yep. So then Frankie runs away, and the shoulders, soldiers attack him. And Tom is taken to the C train where he's going to be taken to Annie's lobby. And then Frankie goes with, out with one of his boats. And he stands on the track like the the frog Yokozuna was doing. Yokozuna. And Yokozuna is watching. Mm-hmm. And he fires cannons at the train, but it doesn't do anything. And he tries to stop it with his bare hands and he gets run over. Uh, <laughs> supposedly, at this point, getting killed. Dude, this okay. This part was goofy to me. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> you're Frankie? not gonna like, stop a train with your bare hands. He's not even freaking to, cyborg at this point. You trying to sumo wrestle a train, bro? What what what's going on here? <laughs> yeah. So then it cuts four years into the future, and Iceberg has managed to get all the the ship crafting companies under one thing, which is the Galley Law, and Water Seven is good again. And then Frankie shows up requesting that he talk to Iceberg, but he's turned away. And then later Iceberg meets with Frankie in secret mm-hmm. and gives him the Pluton and asks that uh, Frankie leaves the island, but then he doesn't. So that's why Frankie's there. Yeah, Frankie, got uh, after he got hit by the train, he was stranded on a ship. This is where we get how he's a cyborg, right? This kind of half-assed backstory. <laughs> yeah, so it basically he... they just said that <laughs> He, with the leftover parts on the ship, he replaced his body parts with leftover parts. Frankie that's pretty metal, really... I'm not going to lie. Dude, I know. That's what I was That's pretty savage. Like... He's slicing his body open, putting in cybernetic shit that he just made with scraps. What a beast. Yeah, so now we cut back to the present again. And Frankie and Usopp are captured by CP9. But then... Frankie is told that the commander of CP9 wants to talk to him uh, because now the commander of CP9 is Spandam, who now wears a leather mask to cover the wounds he got from the tranquilizer gun when Frankie did that to him, like, how many years ago? And that he's going to make Frankie pay for what he did. Yeah, bet. Try it, Spandam, you baby back (laughs) Doesn't, uh, yeah, doesn't work out too hot for Spandam in the long run, but... CP9 also arrests Usopp, uh, even though he left the crew because he's still a pirate. And Kaku notices that they still haven't gotten rid of the ship and then just, like, drops it into the sea for no reason, really, other than just because he could. Yeah, he just says, fuck it. It's a proper send-off, you know? Mm-hmm. So cut back to the Galila headquarters where Iceberg, who was saved by Chopper in the last minute, and Nami... Uh, get consciousness back and iceberg requests that the carpenters speak alone and he reveals that robin told him that cp9 would call for an island destroying fleet of battleships known as the buster call so we get our first intro to the buster call 
Yeah, that's right. Because they get they can call a buster call because Spandam got permission from Aokiji. Mm-hmm. So now we don't know where Aokiji is because we kind of thought he was good, kind of thought he was bad. Now we, we still don't know what the hell he's doing. Yeah, dude, yeah. Aokiji is such an interesting character. That's like, a, oh, there's a few characters that are you're just like what what are they doing? Yeah, because it's Aokiji's that way, Bartholomew's that way. Yeah, Kuma. Yeah. Dude, we still don't know shit about Aokiji. He still is confusing. Yeah. I mean, you probably know a lot more than I do from where I'm at, but... I mean, honestly, what I know kind of just uh, puts him in more of a gray area, if I'm going to be really? frank. Yeah. So, the Spandam gives it to him because he could use it on the Straw Hats if Robin did not help assassinate Iceberg. Uh, I don't know if this is the first time we get mentioned of Eni's lobby, but just... We got mentioned it uh, when Tom... Oh, yes, Tom, because he was... Tom got brought to Eni's lobby. Yep. But just the uh, the mystery involved with Eni's lobby, and then just the horror that comes with it. Because yeah. I, I want to say that it gets name dropped before Tom. Because I was like, "Oh, Eni's lobby." It could have been. That sounds mm-hmm. like a, a fun place. So nope. Yeah. So either ways, I think at this part is where the Straw Hats find out that Robin isn't really against them, but she's kind of just doing it because she has to. Yeah, she's more looking out for them. Yeah. And she's just given up because she doesn't want to see anyone else she loves get hurt. Yep. So then with that knowledge, Nami wakes up Chopper and Polly tells the other shipwrights that the pirates weren't the assassins. But he also lies saying that he didn't know who the attackers were because the attackers were part of the galley law. So yeah, I feel like that would add way more chaos to them. Yeah. So Nami... Tries to stop the sea train, but the sea train don't stop. Right. And it's led by Paul. They go there with Polly and the others and some galley law workers. And Chopper goes to search with search for Luffy and Zoro. And then at the station, the CP9 agents and Corgi with their prisoners board the sea train. But then Sanji, who is always just kind of doing his own thing. Yeah, Sanji's sneaky also, little spy shit. Yeah, Sanji also boards the boards the train, sneaks on. Mm-hmm. I I mean I wouldn't say I'm a Sanji sim, but this scene made me sim Sanji a little bit. Sanji's like him always already, just like kind of by himself, but he always gets shit done. Him being right where he needs to be. Yeah, that's a common just, theme. He just is always where he needs so to be. Good. Yeah, dude, he just knows what's up. Yep, he's a sneaky one. So he sneaks on, but the and then the other straw hats get there, but they don't get there in time. And then the carpenters find a note from Sanji saying that he got on the on the train along mm. with a baby Den Den Mushi. So that's like, isn't that one of the snails? Yeah, that's yeah. like uh yeah. So yep. they are able to actually talk to one another, yep. and then Nami tries to find a ship that is gonna be able to go after it, but no ship is gonna go after the uh go after it in that storm the aqua laguna so then kokoro watches the ocean noting that the distance the water drawback shows how strong the following waves are in the aqua laguna uh chimney finds uh, luffy that's still stuck in between the buildings yeah luffy's still trapped 
and he almost dies because of the wave. Oh, yeah, of the waves. <laughs> yeah. And then Chopper looks in the back alley and sees Zoro that's stuck in the chimney. So now yeah. they found Zoro and Luffy. And then Nami and Chopper hop across the buildings. Zoro and uh, Luffy are, and they get him out. They uh, got the heavy hitters now. Yep. Now they can actually do things. Yeah. And and that then, panel is so dope for me when Zoro cut his way out of that chimney. Yeah, Luffy pushes the buildings apart and Zoro cuts in half the the chimney he was stuck in uh, right as the first wave crashes down of the massive storm. And they just barely manage to get to the higher ground before the waves are everywhere. Yeah, they're just savages. What can I say? So they get them out of there, but the problem is they still got to go to any... They got to they gotta get to Annie's lobby. They do, in fact... And then we cut to Sanji on the Puffing Tom, and he decides that the best thing to do is... Figures uh, out he... the best thing to do, and then he's found by an agent, and then he kicks the agent through the cart. And then <laughs> it gets all the other agents, figure out that he's there. And then Dude. they suggest alerting CP9, but the CP6 agent, who's like super tall... Jerry! Is that what Jerry. his name is? Yeah, I only remember because it's so weird that it's just Jerry jerry <laughs> yeah the cp9 agent jerry a very tall man that needs to bend over to fit in the cart says there's no need to do that because he's gonna fight sanji with and beat him without any effort dude this guy is such a punk bitch he <laughs> <laughs> just gets absolutely jerry. lit up. this is the guy with the boxing gloves right um uh, this is the guy that does like, the yoga pose when he has to like yeah. bend over halfway i love jerry like what the fuck is he so he tries to fight sanji but he's beaten quite fast and then in the cp9 cart corgi explains that the fifth car has the marine captain t-bone and the fourth wanze of cp7 wanze (laughs) and finally the newest member of cp9 narrow making it so that there's no chance anyone's going to actually get up to him. But they underestimate Sanji. These guys these guys suck. Yeah, back at Water 7, they just they decide they still need to go after Robin, but there's no way still no way a ship can get through, but Kokoro says that the only thing that could get through is the sea train and hey, they happen to have another sea train called Rocket Man. <laughs> oh, well, this is when we get Rocket Man. Hell Rocket yeah. Man. Except for it doesn't it like doesn't work very well like it doesn't stop or something like that wasn't it yeah it doesn't stop it just goes so uh, but they they're they can get off when they need to and figure (laughs) figure things out (laughs) later dude it's the perfect thing to go after robin with the straw hats have one mode and one mode only that is just go yeah yeah you think luffy listens to plans (laughs) No. Quite literally, next arc. Like, yeah, for real. <laughs> so they get bussin'. They get bussin' yeah. after Robin. Before they leave, though, Frankie, fa- the Frankie family shows up because they want to go after Frankie. So they're mm-hmm. gonna team up with the Straw Hats and go on the Rocket Man. And then, and then they, they all they get, get to zooming. They all get aboard, and Kokoro's the conductor, and we're on route to Annie's lobby. So as the train gets out of the city, the Frankie family attached their so special So then carts. they're just going, man. And then 
Yeah. Yeah, I think because we it was just how fucking Sanji unhooked the train, then a wave almost took down the Rocket Man. Zoro and Luffy cut and punched through the wave, and then basically, yeah, we we're just talking about how you know our boy, as Shane says, the greatest sniper of all time, Soga King. Soga King appears, baby, the goat. Soga King. Dude, that was such a funny panel when everyone's like. <laughs> Yep. Everyone's just eating up like who the Soga King is. That was so <laughs> funny. Yeah, and but right away they, they uh, Sanji and Frankie can immediately tell who he is, but they just save his feelings. Yeah, they just. Yeah. They... <laughs> well, like right before that too, Sanji's like, you know, there's a cart back there of just disguises. Yeah, like he says that to Usopp, and Usopp uh-huh. comes back. <laughs> well, I mean, no, Usopp doesn't come back. Soga King. Yeah. Soga King comes the back. We don't know where Usopp is. Usopp just point. dips. Yeah, yeah, he just did the digi. He's out. Yeah, so this is where we get a fight against the Captain T Bone, who's an honorable swordsman. Yeah, he was super sick. Yeah, why yeah, did he look like a zombie, bro? I why? don't know. There's not really any reason t- for that. But why did T Bone look like a fucking zombie? They did. They detach the train where all of them are in there, and then they don't like. They don't even have to fight them. <laughs> yeah, because Zoro, Zoro just shits on him. Yeah, the the way that Oda sets this up too is so beautiful. He sends Sanji, Usopp, Frankie ahead, and then it's a train, <laughs> and you have a group following in the second train, and <laughs> they cut the first. Oh, it's so good that yeah, was, just the cart comes back to the second train. Interesting <laughs> right. move there. Yeah, dude, that part was so good. Like. <laughs> Dude, and then T-Bone, we just get him hopping out and running along the tracks. Like, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing, bro? Like, what? Oh, clown. Very clown. So they go into the next car after that, and they encounter Wanze, who's a weird-looking guy, but all he does is make ramen with his nose hairs. I forgot about this guy. He fights using a special ramen-like fighting style. Yeah, dude. This and, dude is a savage. Sanji, as as a chef, decides that he's the one that's going to fight him. And Frankie yep. and Soga King go to the next car. So after a while, the Rocket Man dude. finally gets to the detached cars. And, and Luffy makes sure the others aren't on it. And then Zoro cuts it in half. Mm-hmm. And they come across T-Bone, who... Ran ahead of the sea train and or like in an attempt to stop him still, and then he fires a projectile towards Zoro, but he dodges him and knocks T Bone off the tracks, and T Bone yeah. is defeated for a second time because T Bone sucks. Quick and easy collapse. So during mm-hmm. that, we go back to Sanji, who's fighting Wanze, uh, and Frankie is fighting Nero. Soga King just keeps going to Robin's car. Uh, using suction octopi to crawl along the side of the train through the window he tells robin about the situation but she still refuses and then corgi comes in to see what's going on and he hides Uh, this is another thing when uh this is another time where oda decides that about every two pages he's going to cut back and forth to different people (laughs) right yeah so we cut back to sanji again but he can't hurt him with his kicks since his feet get stuck in his ramen armor. I love this part so, so much. Like, I forgot about this fight. 
But this fight is so good. Yeah, yeah it shows He still refuses to use his hands, so he finds some knives and cuts it apart. And like, I love it because he's in a kitchen, so of course he can use knives. And since he's cutting food, then he'll use yep. knives. Yep. <laughs> he just goes Son, you're such out. a clown. God damn it. Yeah, that part was it. hilarious. Just Sanji absolutely going full-blown Zoro, dual-wielding these gigantic <laughs> knives, slicing up ramen. Slicing and dicing. That was hilarious. Yep. So then we cut to Frankie on top of the of the next car. Can't figure out what's going on with Wide Narrow so fast, but he discovers that his back is weak point. So he tricks him and pins him down and then punches him through the roof. And Sanjay kicks, Sanji kicks Wanze through the cars and at the same time. So, I do not remember who Nero is at all. I don't remember his fight with Frankie at all. Yeah, I just so, looked up Nero and I was like, I don't remember this guy. I, I honestly don't remember him either. I, like, I remember this fight on top of it, but I can't remember Nero or like what he fought like at all. Yeah, yeah. I guess it seems like it was just the speed thing, so... So we cut back to Robin's car, and Corgi finds Soga King, but he's shot by one of his gunpowder stars. Soga King tries to stop Robin, but she goes into the car where CP9 is, and Sanji and Frankie are also there. And yeah, she does. She says that she doesn't want their help, and yeah. that, and she then attacks Soga King, but he throws a smoke bomb and. The criminals escape, uh, and then the CP9 car detaches, and mm -hmm. Khalifa grabs onto the car with her whip and is pulled by Blueno. So then Frankie sacrifices himself by breaking down a wall between Blueno and falls back into their car, but then Blueno teleports with an air door because he has the door door fruit, <laughs> and he attacks Sanji and Usopp and Robin stops him saying by saying that she will willingly go with him and then before Sanji can attack they go back through the air door and into this other sea train dude that's such a convenient fruit yeah i would is. not mind having that fruit, yeah to be honest bro wake up you're in the bathroom right there yeah dude you don't even have real. To up. go right back gotta to go bed. yeah bro gotta go to the grocery store boom boom you're there so Frankie's still with them. Though. Can't swim though. Yeah, yeah, true. Frankie's with them, uh, with Robin, and he learns that Iceberg is still alive. He then he says that simply being alive is not oh, a sin yeah. to Robin. And then the Puffing Tom still makes it to its to Annie's lobby. For some reason, the frog shows up to test. Bro, the Yokozuna. Yokozuna's a savage. She's trying to sumo wrestle Rocket Man. Knocks it off the fucking tracks because he's a strong fucking <laughs> yeah, frog. He he separates the Frankie car from from the track, uh, and knocks the train off the track. So she finds out that he's attacking the C train. So she becomes so he becomes stronger. So he's able to stop mm -hmm. his friends from being taken away, like Tom was being taken away, and that was yeah. they were being taken away. So she that's such a common theme in One Piece. Yep, it is. And then Yokozuna decides to join the squad, man. Yep, they're going along to Eni's lobby, and then the Frankie family comes across the cars that Sanji and uh, Soga King were in, and they get on theirs, and the Rocket Man continues and reconnects to the Frankie's car, Frankie family car, 
and Togeking introduces himself to the rest of the clue crew, and everyone knows it's Usopp except for Luffy and Chopper. I think it's so funny because like Chopper's a doctor, yet at the same time <laughs> he's just an idiot. Bro. He's such an idiot. <laughs> and that is the end of Water Seven. A long boy. Hey. AK, don't you know where Sniper Island is? It's I've... in your heart, man. Oh, in your heart. It's in your right? heart. Yes. I fucking love... I, love I just Togi. love that gag. Bro, same. I was just geeking so just... hard when he pulled up on this fucking screen. Dude, it's like Luffy and Chopper, like the twinkle around their character whenever <laughs> they see him. Just how like... Yeah. They're just so enthused by this God, man. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> God damn, this arc had just so much to like. I mean, once we get past the uh, the long ring, long land, whatever that's called. Yeah, long ring, long land. I think that's what's called. The cannon filler. Cannon filler. All right, boys, what are we giving this arc? Hmm. Out of 10. That's a tough one. I'm See, trying so to think of what I gave Skypea. A lot of this is just build up, though. You know what I mean? And he's lobbies right. where shit really goes down. Yeah. I'm giving it a 9 out of 10. Yeah, you know, I want to give it that nine out of ten because of how like good it is in build up, right? As well, like for what it is, since it's a build up arc, it's the perfect build up arc. I mean, and then we also have the Usopp Luffy fight in here. Yeah, Dude. all that, all that Frankie's backstory, the whole double crossing with the CP nine. Dude, Tom, we figure out about the Oro Jackson, all that shit just fit together so well. Yeah, I'm giving it 8.8. Shane? I think I'm going to go a little bit lower, go with like an 8.6. This is a top five arc for me, I think. Mm. Uh, Especially with where I'm at, I'd probably put this top three. Yep. I think I really do. I think Impel, dude, I like Impel down a lot. Fuck. All right. Uh, it's either, it's probably five or six in my opinion, maybe even four. I'd have to do some soul searching, but I like this arc a lot. I'm sticking with it. I'm saying top three. Up to Dress Rosa, top three arc. Hmm. Bold. Well, that is, that is all of, is the Water Seven water review, seven. baby. Water Seven's a long boy, just like all the long boys on Long Ring, Long Land. <laughs> for real water seven has a bunch i mean yeah dude this this is where like one piece starts getting really dense with its information mm-hmm. this is also where i'd say like i started actually getting into one piece like i i'd say i'd read the first like 300 out of respect for the series mm-hmm. and then i like you finally meet Lucci, and that's who i knew coming into the series so yeah yeah this dude god this is just this is very hype, especially with what comes up later. The only reason the stuff that comes up in the next arc is as hype is because of this buildup. Because arc. of this. That's why I gave it a nine. Yeah. Boom shakalaka. Yeah. I just can't separate them in my mind. I mean, obviously, that's how the sagas are supposed to flow. But just I can't separate the two arcs in my mind of Eni's Lobby and Water 7. Fair, man. They flow so beautifully. Yeah, it's because of the train section. You just kind of glide into one another. But yeah, it's too long I to was, tackle in an episode. Yeah. Right. That is true. There's so much happening. It's only what, 50 in chapters. The next arc. That was like 53 chapters, I think. 53 yeah. chapters, and it's just a it's dense, dense, dense story. So dense. Well, I think 
we could Shall probably we call, call it? it an episode. Yeah. Thank you, boys, for having me. It's yeah. been fun. And we enjoyed having time, you on. man. Thanks for appearing. Peace out. Take it easy, you fucking weebs.